0: You can listen to the front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say Play the News from the Australian. From the Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Wednesday, April 19. The Reserve Bank has warned further interest rate rises could be on the cards this year and already struggling mortgage holders could feel the squeeze as soon as next month. That's because the RBA might need to offset an inflation surge driven by increased migration and big public sector pay rises. Meanwhile, mortgage repayments are predicted to jump to a record-breaking share of household disposable income. The government has vowed to stretch next month's federal budget even further in order to properly fund the nation's struggling aged care system. The cost has already blown out by $2.6 billion more than was predicted in last October's budget, and it's being driven by those worker pay increases and a rising demand for services. Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the government will do what we can to ensure older Australians receive adequate care opposition leader Peter Dutton unveiled a bigger than expected shadow cabinet reshuffle yesterday following the departure of Julian Lisa. The shake-up follows a long line of mishaps and damaging losses for the Liberal Party and it's got many wondering if and how they can turn it around. That's in today's episode.
1: I want to assure all Australians that the Coalition will continue to focus on delivering positive plans and policies for the future of our country in 2023 and indeed in the lead-up to the next election and well beyond that. The new Shadow Ministry appointments strengthen our team as we approach the task ahead.
0: That's Opposition Leader Peter Dutton. He was announcing a Shadow Cabinet reshuffle that saw Senator Jacinta Numpiimpa-Price promoted to Shadow Indigenous Affairs Minister. Throughout my life I've understand the trials and tribulations of those that are nearest and dearest to me uh, and I will continue to fight for those, for our marginalised Australians going forward. It's a significant move following Mr Dutton's announcement that the Liberal Party will formally oppose an Indigenous voice to Parliament.
1: We want to make sure that we can get the best possible outcomes for Indigenous Australians and we do that through recognising Indigenous Australians in the Constitution and by providing for their say, their voice to be heard by government uh, in a very clear way, but at a local level.
0: Senator Price has been vocal about her opposition to The Voice for many months. I can tell you now, there's no way that we want to support a failed model that went before us already and to see this such model, uh, be forced into our constitution. It has to be understood also... It's a position that's at odds with that of her predecessor, Julian Lisa, whose resignation prompted the reshuffle.
2: The Liberal Party gives backbenchers the freedom to champion the ideas they believe in. I want to exercise that freedom because I intend to campaign for a yes vote.
0: The opposition leader's task was further complicated by the unexpected departure of Karen Andrews, James Patterson, Karen Little, and Michaela Cash will jointly pick up the various pieces of Andrew's portfolio following her move to the backbench. This kind of tumult is becoming par for the course in the Liberal Party. Almost a year after it suffered a devastating federal election loss, it's in a full-blown crisis. Things have deteriorated so significantly that the Australian's editor-at-large, Paul Kelly, says it might constitute the party's most serious crisis since its formation by Sir Robert Menzies. It's an opinion formed following five decades of political reporting. Indeed, it's backed up by the party's own internal report, which said last year's election loss is not comparable to any previous one in Australian history. And Chief Political Correspondent Jeff Chambers can see why.
3: The scale of the defeat was very deflating, not only for the members of parliament, but for the membership base as well.
0: Is this a crisis of policy or a crisis of ideology or an identity crisis, or is it a bit of all three?
3: It's a bit of all three. I think what we've seen was a bit of a a policy paralysis off the back of almost a decade in power. And I think a lot of Australians were questioning what the Liberal Party stood for in a modern Australia. That's not only a sort of suburban punters, that's also the private sector and others questioning where the Liberals stand on things. And, and look, these things can be cyclical and you would expect over time that things would change, but the Liberals really do have to present a viable alternative for voters to change.
0: The recent Aston by-election is no doubt still fresh in the minds of Liberal Party members. It was in the Liberal heartland seat that Labor snatched an historic victory. It's the first time a government has beaten an opposition in a by-election in 100 years and places Peter Dutton's leadership under enormous pressure. And it could be a sign of things to come if things don't improve and fast. A recent news poll suggests the coalition is in a worse position than it was when Australians went to the polls in 2022. That means the coalition has a big job ahead of it if it wants to prevent further losses.
3: At a federal level, it's very difficult for Peter Dutton. His position on The Voice to oppose Anthony Albanese's model for a voice to parliament and executive government really is a make or break for his leadership. And in his defence, they're coming out of almost 10 years of Liberal and Nationals rule, and we are going to see that natural attrition, that generational change. We saw Alan Tudge depart. Scott Morrison is expected to depart in the coming months, so we'll see a by-election in Cook, which is notionally a safe Liberal seat. And then in October and November, we have the referendum on The Voice, and if that were to get up on Albanese's side... Uh, the expectation is that we would then see an early election next year. So Peter Dutton really is racing the clock to be able to put together a solid policy manifesto while also bringing in new talent and that next generation of Liberal leaders. So it it isn't an easy task for Peter Dutton.
0: So it sounds like rather than focusing on any one policy to get them back on track, what's necessary is a broad-ranging review of party policy. Is Peter Dutton the person for that job, do you think?
3: Look, there is no alternative to Peter Dutton as it stands. And I think looking at the current crop of talent, it'd be a difficult task for anyone else to take on that challenge. I think what Aston has shown is that, in fact, the Liberals can't rely on those external settings changing. They actually need to put forward a coherent argument and policy much sooner than they thought if we do have an election next year.
0: Dutton himself has acknowledged the need to understand how the Liberals got here, but pulling the party out of an historic downward spiral is no mean feat. It echoes the near-complete Labor breakdown of the early noughties. The party's penchant for infighting and spills opened up a revolving door of leaders and sent it into a years-long identity spiral. In the same way, a handful of complex policy challenges are adding fuel to the fire created by internal strife and division in the Liberals. But Labor managed to claw it back, and that means the Libs could too.
3: They have to have a believable strategy or policy platform around climate change and the environment. But in saying that, they also have to balance the realities out in the regions in other parts of the country where they do hold seats, that they don't leave those communities behind. So. It's a difficult juggling act because they need to win some of those metropolitan seats back and then they they need to win Labor seats in the outer suburbs. When it comes to the economy, obviously, the coalition puts itself forward as the best economic manager. So you'd imagine that they'd be focusing on things that are making it really difficult for Australians, like around housing, small business focused policies, and then that sort of bigger picture macroeconomic policy and taking a more creative approach around their economic policy settings.
0: And of course, the voice is looming over it all. So why is Peter Dutton digging in when other policies could be key to connecting with voters? That's after the break. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has vowed to bolster his party's official position on an Indigenous voice to parliament by actively campaigning for the no vote in an upcoming referendum.
1: And the biggest constitutional change that's proposed here in our country's history needs to be scrutinised. And I would say to all Australians, please go and get a better understanding of the detail of what it is that's being promised.
0: Recent polling suggests as many as 1 in 10 Australians won't cast a ballot on the issue while the remainder of those surveyed are split about 60-40 in favor of the voice. And the margins are only growing more narrow. So why as it becomes more challenging to galvanize voters either way is Peter Dutton staking it all on this, why not play for an easier win?
3: Because at the end of the day we haven't had a referendum in this country since the republic referendum in 1999 and I think he was very cognizant of not wanting the coalition's position to be bouncing around for weeks or months. He wanted to take a very clear position on the voice that his team could prosecute. But you're right, he needs to be looking at the whole gamut of policy frameworks across the board, because if he has problems in the Cook by-election and then loses the voice referendum result, that's going to be make or break for his leadership.
0: As the political landscape shifts below an already wobbly Liberal Party, there's one group begging for a seat at the proverbial table. That's its young members. It's not a stretch to say that the party's popularity is tanking among the next generations of voters, namely Millennials and Gen Z. And that's why the young Liberal's federal president is urging the party's leaders to meaningfully engage with
2: them. In light of the federal and state election results, he's looking for the younger wing of a party to have more of an input in terms of policy development and just in terms of direction of the overall party.
0: That's Max Madison. He's the Australian's New South Wales political correspondent. He says disillusionment is the theme of his conversations with members of the Young Lips.
2: So there's no real formal mechanism for the Young Lips to have a say on sort of policy development. That sort of makes sense. It's the leader and the cabinet who generally determine what policy looks like, but When I think the party is performing as badly as it is amongst young people, there probably needs to be a bit more of an effort to engage with younger people. And whether that's a formal or informal mechanism, there probably needs to be more of an effort to reach out to the sort of uh, youth wing of a party.
0: The divergence between the Liberal Party and its youth contingent is stark. Polling shows young people are overwhelmingly in favour of an Indigenous voice to Parliament, passionate about climate action, and disproportionately affected by economic downturn, slow wage growth, and a skyrocketing cost of living. So is the future of their party also on their minds?
2: Yes. There's a belief that part of the struggles that the Liberal Party is going through at the moment are cyclical. But a few are quite concerned about the sort of structural elements, which is undermining the party's ability to sort of contest elections and be competitive there, particularly if you see that millennials are now the largest cohort of Australians demographically. It's going to be quite tough for the Liberal Party to win elections unless they start winning over that generation.
0: All told, the Liberal Party is at the start of a long but potentially transformative road.
2: They need to
3: avoid scandal. They they need to present a coherent vision and they need to get their team in place and i think the shadow cabinet reshuffle has probably got a younger more vibrant team now in place the challenge for dutton is to keep everyone unified and that will be really difficult as we head towards the next election
0: Jeff Chambers is The Australian's Chief Political Correspondent and Max Madison is our New South Wales Political Correspondent. You can be the first to hear about the ongoing fallout from the Liberal Party's Nightmare Run at theaustralian.com.au.
2: A troubled young woman, her evil parents,